Welcome to another episode of Mick and Ori's Classic Cars. I'm Mick. And I'm Ori. And in this episode, we're going to the evolution of the 2 plus 2 V12s, the front engine V12s uh, road cars. And Ori, this is a reason, there is a reason why Enzo brought these cars out. It was getting older and he thought, well, a car that I'm going to drive every day, I need comfort. I need space. So, you know, the youngsters were going for the two-seaters, but he needed, and he was, his daily driver was a two-plus-two. Two. Yeah, his daily driver was a four-seat. Exactly right. It was two-plus-two, four-seat. And I think because you can take people with you, you it's more user-friendly, it's right? It's certainly user-friendly. And when you're sitting in the front of that two-plus-two, two, you don't know. It's It looks and feels, the dash, everything, is the same as a two-seater. So, but you've got the benefit of the rear seats. Well, he started making them, well, about 10 years after he really started making these front-engine road cars. In 59 was the first yeah, one to come so out, so the, the right? first ones was the uh, 250 GTE. Once again, my favourite range of Ferraris. Really nice before, car. The 250 GTE, beautiful car. And that 250 GTE, again, was the, you know, we talked about the range of 250s. There was uh, many different 250s, but this was produced for, you know, something like three or four years. Well, no, the, the, the 250, well, the production of the 250 Ferrari 250 was 52 to 64. Yeah, no, but the 2 and plus 2s. The 2 plus 2 is much probably, yeah, that three to four year period three to when four they made years. it. Yeah. And the thing is, after that, unfortunately, a lot of these 250s, because the 250 two seaters were so popular, they used these cars as donor cars to rebody them and make 250 two-seaters. So I wonder how many of were actually produced and get stripped back. So there do they come then off the production number? No, they don't come off the production number. No, this is after the event. So, yeah, so some, imagine, so they make 30 cars, let's yeah. just say. 15 are then donated back. Not donated back. This would have been stripped. private people. Oh, right. Would okay. have rebodied them. Uh, some of them might have been rebodied by the factory. I'm not sure. But that's why the 250 GTE is actually quite expensive these days because you can't get them. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Yeah, there's not so many of them. now, instead of you know stripping them as a donor car, they would actually uh, keep them. So the, the 250 GTE was a gentleman's car. I mean, they had the Dunlop brakes, the, you know, they did um, drum brakes back then. Um, I think they were Dunlop, but they were certainly drum brakes. Um you know, quite a quite a fairly heavy car, wasn't it? What sort of weight were they, Ori? You know? So the, they came in at. Um, if I look at my notes here, Michael. Anyway, so they were they were quite a heavy car, and the two fifty GTE. They then brought out a three thirty America, which was the same body as the two fifty GTE. The, so the only thing that was different is the engine. But they so they couldn't call it a 250 GTE, so they called it a 330 America. Well, those 330 America, they only made they made only nineteen sixty three. Yeah, so that was the interim before they bought out the 330 GT two plus two. Yeah. So you basically, if you bought a 330 America, it was a 250 GTE. Okay, uh, right. With a, with a then, bigger engine. So and you wouldn't see anything different. Um, I think some of the fins on the side might have been different, but other, and the badge at the back, of course. All right, so the 330 America would be a 250 GTE to have. You know, so you've got the bigger engine. Uh, again, the engine size is three, 330 cc's per cylinder. So, you know... That ends up being the capacity. So after that, you know, if they did, um, they ran a, a three six five. Oh, before the three six five was the uh, three thirty GT two plus two, wasn't it? Three six five. No, the three six five GT 
2 plus 2. No, they brought out the 330 GT 2 plus 2 before the 365. So the 330 GT was that one that had the slant eyes, the twin lights, Series 1. Correct. 330 GT 2 plus 2. Then 365 GT 2 plus 2. No, then after that they brought out the Series 2 and the 330 GT. Two plus two. Okay. We're having a bit of an argument here, yeah. Ori and Mick. This is our first. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, so the Series 2. I haven't seen the Series 2. The What's the change in? Oh, yes. The yeah, single yeah, headlight. Yes, yes. And the other one had that quad headlight. That's correct. And the yeah. quad headlight, Yeah, they they were sort of sloping on the I side. I don't love that quad headlight, I must admit. Well, it is a bit bulky. I looked at one uh, and I've driven them. It is, a yeah. big, it is a big car. You know, when you look at them side by side, the quad and the single, the, the single, single looks better. Yeah, it's just absolutely. a little bit more refined, and and I, I don't think the quad uh, lasted that long. Um, but even within the the quad, I think the earlier ones had four speed, and the later ones had five speed. You know, there was things like that. But the quad, I think, uh, not many people liked it, so they went back to the single headlight. So then you get to the one we're talking about, the three six five GT two plus two. Yes, eight hundred produced between sixty seven and seventy one. But that model there completely changed the shape then. Yes. So they they went from a curvy, you know, older shape, let's say. More elongated. Um, yeah, the wedgy shape, you know, big, big car. And that was um, only you could buy that in a manual, the 365 GT2 plus 2. That was um, really nice inside, but you could only you know, could only buy that in a manual. Five-speed manual, 4.4 litre. V12. Yeah, that's the 330 by 12 is, yeah, the 4.4 litre. Yeah. So the 365, you know, in, of those 800 produced, 52 were right-hand drive. There's not many, is there? And I've driven one. <laughs> well, there you go. There's 51 out there yeah, then. Michael Havison yeah. driven. At the same time, or similar, I think it was just after whatever, they bought out the 365 GTC4. Okay, yeah. Now, there's a few of these actually around at the moment for sale. But you know they've only bought out, they only made about 500 of them? Yeah, five, yeah, 505 I think it was that got produced. And it's only 1971 to 72. Yeah, it wasn't a long period. That had the rubber front black ring. So uh, on yes, the, yes, yeah. on the, around so, the... But the lines of- in the flesh is absolutely superb. So they were more expensive when these come out because this was a luxury model. It had air conditioning, power windows, and it was a 2 plus 2. Mind you, the two seats at the back were quite small. But this was actually more expensive than the Daytona. So this was more expensive than the 365 GTB for the Daytona, but now it's not that way, of course. Um, But I think these will increase substantially because it's a beautiful car. And the other thing is they had side draft Webers to keep the body, the engine low, so the Webers weren't on top; they're on the side. On the side? Wow. Yeah. Okay. So it's a fairly complicated-looking engine, I've got to say, but they're a beautiful car, and I've I've had the pleasure of driving one of those. Uh, the seating position hasn't got the gated shifter; that's uh, you know just in a normal five-speed, but a beautiful, beautiful car. And then we uh, the evolution starts with the three six five GT four two plus two in the four hundred and four twelve. That's correct. That oh sorry, that's the wedgie one. I was talking about the wedgie yeah, one I before. Th- no, but I I, I, I would never correct you, me. No, but I would you, never correct you're right, you. Ori. I yeah, uh, I um, jumped the gun a bit. So yeah, this is the wedgie looking one, and there's photos of Enzo actually driving this around. He had a four hundred, I think the four hundred I or the four hundred. Uh, that he drove every day. Yeah, so the first ones were carby cars and all of these ones uh, before this period were all carby cars. It's only when they came out with the 400i that was the injected and that would have been uh, uh, mechanical 
backfield injected. 72 to 89 and just under 3,000 produced, 2,907. How many produced? 2,907 cars. Oh, so that's a lot of cars. A lot of cars from 72 to 89. And not many people, I think this, this shape here was frowned upon a bit, but they did actually sell... A lot of cars. It's Look, the 400 was the first Ferrari to be offered an automatic transmission. That's right, yeah. And that was a standard automatic transmission. Correct. So you could still buy it in manual, but uh, they were demanding, particularly America, were demanding automatics. And, yeah, and see, I said the 400i, which that's what Enzo drove around, that was the first fuel injected. That's right. And, and that was the way, the mechanical yep. fuel injector we were talking about. But they produced that for a number of years. I mean, we're talking about six years overall. Yeah, correct. And then, in, you know, when the 412 came out, that evolution of the 412. You could buy that in an order. I'm not sure you yep. could get a manual in that. I'm not. That ran from 85 to 89, and that was the end of Ferrari's longest run ever. That was the longest run of yep. these. these. This was the, definitely the longest run. And that car there was the last of that long run. With those... Uh, even to this date, they they actually quite reasonably priced. Yeah, you know, yep, um, you're right. And you're getting a lot of cars, so um, they have crept up a bit. Um, not that we talk values too much, but mm-hmm. they are luxurious cars, and I reckon it's a sleeper. So I think uh, in a few years' time, they'll they'll be popping up a little bit more in terms so, of dollars. You know, within in '89, we then go to sleep for a few years. Three years. Yes, I think they tried to change the shape and work out what they're doing with these um, front engine V12s and whether they're doing one or doing... And they couldn't really do V12 or mid-engine V12 with a 2 plus 2. Correct. That gets a a bit long. I mean, Lamborghini played with a few of them, which, you know, they're really elongated and had some awkward shapes. Although now they, you know, people, because there's not many of them, are still... uh, you know, want them, but um, and then in '92, your baby's yeah, born. That's your right. baby's born, Mick. Yeah, the four, five, six. I remember seeing it in uh, in Paris when I was over there once, and I thought that's a beautiful looking car. So they went back to the curve curve shape, very understated still, you know, but a very luxurious two plus two, a gentleman grand tour. Yeah, and uh, that was um, five point four liters, so plenty of plenty of power. That had a the, the same engine as the five fifty. Although just uh, slightly detuned, the 550 Marinello had about 485 horsepower, and the the 456 has got 442 horsepower. So now 92 to 97 they made the 456, and then 98 to 03 the 456M. That's right. That was the modificata. So they did a few changes. The bonnet hasn't got the little bonnet scoops, which yep. I like. Yep. The interior, they, they reckon they've improved the ergonomics and getting in and out, and the seating was a little bit you know, more more spacious, particularly at the back. But there was not much other change. I think the the Bosch ignition was, instead of 2.7, that was the 5.2, uh, 5. I think. You know, so just some changes to the electronics there. And... In the first lot of the four, five, six of the series ones, they had they brought out the the first uh, automatics in them as well. So the early cars were all manual, six speed manuals. Yeah, yep. and then I think it was uh, four speed automatics came out in what year? Probably ninety six, I would say. I'm, I'm guessing. So it'd be the end of that first four, five, six run just before the series two came out. Because yeah. can you you can buy a four, five, six in There's automatic. There's plenty of four, five, sixes in Correct. automatic. Yeah. So they made three thousand two hundred eighty nine cars. That's total, including the M. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, of them, you know, the right hand drive again. I don't think there was that many right hand drive. Although a fair few went to England. They've aged so well. 
Gracefully. Gracefully. That's a great word for it. Gracefully. I mean, the grill at the front is just absolutely awesome. The pop-up headlights. The pop-up headlights. That was the last of the pop-up headlights. I think you've told me that one, Ori. Yeah. yeah. So the 355 was pop-up. The um, and the Testarossa the, was pop-up. The Testarossa and the one the before the four hundred I and the four twelve they were all pop-ups. Pop ups, yeah. You know, but the four five six was the last of the pop-up headlights. Yeah. You know, so some people like the pop-up headlights. I'm not that much of a fan of it, but uh, I do still like them. And then uh, after that. You know, the straight after that four, five, six came the six twelve Scaglietti. Six twelve Scaglietti. Now that's uh, a bigger car, six have, liter. Have you actually had one side by side to your four, five, six to see how much bigger it is? Because it is bigger. Not side by side, but they reckon it's a very, very nice car. You couldn't, you couldn't buy that in the manual. I don't think. No, they did make some. How many? There wasn't not, many. Not though. many. Most of them were the F one. Yeah. So if, if you if you can the automated F one, anyhow. Yeah, if you can find it, so not a flappy paddle. It's got the. Oh, it yeah, it's got, a, it's yes, got paddles. It yeah. yeah, it's got paddles. Yeah, okay. And um, that's six twelve. It is really, really luxurious inside. And if you can get them, look, they they're really good value Actually, for money. Great value. A great value for money. They they made three thousand of those too. Just like three thousand and twenty five were produced. And that's not many in a manual. Years. That's, that's the only years. thing. If you really wanted a manual, a gated shifter. They're rare. Yeah, you can't But it's a get. big car. It's a big it's car. It's a big car. You know, five, and it's 5.7 litre V12. Oh, it's not a six. No, 5.7 litre V12. Oh, so they cheated a bit on the... On the uh, so that naming. Was, so that was the first one that they changed the naming. So Yeah, because the references a yeah. designer. Yeah. But not only that, the 612 refers to a six litre 12 cylinder. Oh, yeah. And okay. I think they did that with the... The 412. Okay. I think the 412 is, um, I'm not sure if that's per cylinder or not, the okay. CC per cylinder. But it's interesting with the two plus twos. And the, we, the interesting thing on the 612 is it's the second all aluminium vehicle. My 360 model being the first. So a big car, but a lighter car. Yeah, so the, the whole car is the chassis and the body. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like in the 456, it's just the body that's aluminium. Yeah, this is a whole it's space frame manufacturing collaboration with Alcoa yeah. that that made you know the 360 model. This is the second one. Yeah, so, so this is in Luca de Montezemolo's range. Yeah, uh, but, uh, so the 360 was coming out side by side with the 612 yep. Scaglietti. Yep. So that makes sense why they were they were doing that. But you're like they are luxurious cars. You're 100. percent They're so beautiful. You know, so that is you know those ones there you can certainly daily drive them and, and that's what they were made for yeah they, they were made for that you know the you know crossing the continent you know the gts beautiful luxurious could sit on you know whatever kilometers an hour that you needed to uh, or wanted to should i say look there's there's always been a market and i think there will always be a market for a two plus two v12 in the ferrari range and you know talking about that you know they've changed since then i mean we normally only talked to classic and modern classic. Then after that came the FF, the GTC4 Lusso. And, yeah. And ultimately, them. ultimately, they're going to bring out a SUV. Well, we, that's what we're hearing. The Puro Sangu is, you know, in the in the talks. You know, so I think they've got to um, bend to customers' needs. demands and yeah, needs. Absolutely. It's the evolution. It's the evolution, and and it, and it'll keep going. What surprises me though is how Ferrari can completely change models from one year to the next. You know, whereas you know, you know, you got the Porsche that just sort of continually tweak it. 
and refine the same shape. So if you're not a, a real passionate person about Porsche, you really can't tell the it's, difference. It's hard to tell. And I like that about Porsche, I must yeah. admit, because it's hard to tell an old one from a, the modern, yeah, the, the new model. You know, it could be a 10, 15, 20-year-old Porsche. And you can't still, tell. It's, yep. You can't tell. But with Ferrari, it's different, right? It's you a can complete tell, yeah. different model range, different shape. Yeah, the evolution is just wonderful to see. I think, as we said, the future for Ferrari looks bright, but I think there's always going to be a market for, you know, V12 2 plus 2s. For sure. And, you know, at the moment we're still talking about the V12s 2 plus 2. They were all naturally aspirated instead of, Oh, sorry, apart from the GT4T Lusso. So that had the V8 instead of the 12-cylinder yep. and a turbo, whereas the uh, GTC4 um, had the the GT4 Lusso was a straight V12, normally aspirated. You know, it, they all continue to build the 2 plus 2s. In what format? I mean, they're very adventurous. They did the FF, which was completely out there in terms of all-wheel drive. and Correct. The shape know. at the back was a little bit out there also. The first almost looked a little bubble at the back. You know, it's... it's they look good now. They yeah. look good, and I think people are enjoying them. And they, you see some of them, they've got a lot of kilometres on them. They use them as the daily driver. Correct. Um, so my question to you, is it time for 456 to evolve into a 612? Or is that just too big? Well, there's no way I'd go through a, to a 612 from a 456. I just love the shape and it seems a bit smaller. And I I, you know, I, I couldn't uh, part with this. I'd, I'd love to take a 612 on a track. Uh, well, I've been on a track where a 612 was chasing me. Okay. And <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, the 456 did all right. But, uh, you know, look. Oh, very good. Each one of them, they, they're good in their own right. They've all got their little design flaws Correct. and things like that and because as I, as I said they change them every year so things are going to go wrong but and a, beautiful and people will appreciate them for different reasons right of course of course but uh, they'll still sell two plus twos but um, the the uh, two seaters they there to stay anyway Ori we're going to leave it there tonight and thank you Ori um, thanks Mick and you can reach the show via email as usual at Mick and Ori at gmail.com and also, don't forget to check out our Instagram page and website. Uh, the details will be on the show notes. And we have had some um, viewers' questions, which we're keeping tabs of. And what we'll do, we'll probably do one show completely, I think, Ori. Yeah, just you, answering questions. Just answering questions yep, so and seeing. So certainly, if you've got any questions, please send email them through. Email them um, correct. You know, you message can go on through, Instagram if you like. Or Instagram. And uh, just check out our website. It goes uh, shows all the episodes and away we go. So uh, we're going to leave it there. And remember, if your car's not a classic, it will be one day. Thank you. Thanks, guys.